0: I wanted to take just a quick moment to thank you all who continually support and listen to James Miller Lifeology. I have been so blessed and honored by your continual support. I wanted to make sure that you don't miss out on anything exciting that's happening over here. So make sure you sign up for my free newsletter at jamesmillerlifeology.com. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you be a more balanced leader. I'll also be interviewing the former president of the UPS store, Rocky Romanella who gives you tools and techniques to be a bounce leader when he reviews his book, Tighten the Lug Nuts, Principles for Bounce Leadership. For more information about Rocky, please visit 360managementservices.com. That's the number three, the word 60, management You may also purchase Rocky's book on Amazon or at com. <laughs> I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio 3 times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1:30 p.m., Fridays at 9:30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12:30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name James Miller Lifeology. Balanced leadership. Think of the bosses you've had in the past. I'm sure there are many bosses you've had that were very good, and others that probably were not the best type of boss. When you think of these particular individuals who are considered your leaders, they're role models for you. And just like in lifeology, everything we see and do is a lesson to be more like that person or be less like that person. When you look at the type of individuals that work really well with you, more than likely, they're pretty balanced. When you think of a leader themselves, they have to play all roles. They have to be the one to be assertive. They have to be that compassionate person for that individual who's struggling. They sometimes have to dole out punishment or reprimand someone for not doing their job. They have to be very understanding and very compassionate. But when you think of those individuals who don't have some of those other nurturing qualities, historically, they don't work that well. They're not considered the most effective leader. Did you realize that you yourself are also a leader? Yes, you may not be in a management position, but you're a leader in your friend group. You're a leader in your community or even just in your household. Everything you do can change the environment and where you live. So when you look at your own life, is it balanced? Sometimes we are very efficient at work and we do our job really well. Or sometimes we're just really efficient in our friend group and we laugh and enjoy each other's company, but we struggle in our finances or we struggle in our diet and exercise or we struggle with our anger, our frustration. Looking at your life in a balanced way allows you to be the most effective you can be. When you think of a scale, if a scale is too heavy on one end, of course, it's going to tip. It's the same type of thing in your life if you are overbalanced in certain areas of your life. In other words, you work too much. We often know of those types of individuals as a workaholic, or you slack off too much, or you have too much downtime, or you go out too late at night and you struggle working the next day. That shows that you are unbalanced It's really important for you to look at all areas of your life. How will people know that you're doing really well? What are the attributes you demonstrate that people can know automatically that you are really thriving? And what are some of the things you do where they would recognize that you're not thriving? So if you're struggling to determine if you are balanced in a lot of areas in your life, just simply ask your peer group or ask your family. What are some areas that they've seen you historically struggle? And when you can receive this constructive criticism, it helps you realize that your life could be more balanced, more efficient, more successful. So regardless if you're in an actual management position or just a leader in your own household or or friend group, it's important for you to be as balanced as you can because that is a true mark of a balanced leader. A leader who can play all roles effectively, and that includes being vulnerable, will encourage that environment, will help that environment thrive and grow in a way that it never has before. So my challenge for you today, look at all areas of your life, become as balanced as you can be because in doing that, you will become the most successful person you can be. My guest today is Rocky Romanella, who is a founder, president, and CEO of 360 Management Services, a company dedicated to thought leadership, process improvement, and leadership development. Rocky was also the former president of the UPS store and has served many years in the roles as a vice president and president, which have helped him be an expert in leadership development. He is going to review his book, Tighten the Lugnuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership. This book will give you tools and techniques to help you be the most effective and more balanced leader. Welcome to my show, Rocky.
1: Well, thank you, James. And it's always a pleasure to be with you. And uh, I know there's many people out there that would consider this theirs, but I'm going to consider me being one of your greatest fans.
0: (laughs) Oh, Thank you so much. (laughs) That's very kind of you. Now, some of my listeners may not know, but Rocky was a guest on my show previously. And so I'm so excited that he's come back to share his wisdom and leadership and how we all can be inspired by all of the experience that he has in his life.
1: Well, I appreciate being, uh, getting the invitation back, and I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to all of your shows. That was uh, not only a great first show for me, James, but also a great opportunity for me to uh, continue listening going forward. So thank you very much.
0: Well, thank you. And that's right, because you, I was one of the first people that, that interviewed, if I, if I remember correctly.
1: Yes, you were. Yes,
0: you were. You well, were. you did a fantastic job.
1: You, you took a chance on a little Italian guy from Jersey, so thank that you
0: goodness. very much. <laughs> well, I think you saw yourself short just a little bit. <laughs> but I can't wait to talk about your book, Tighten the Lugnuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership. It's a phenomenal book. We, talk, we touched a little bit on it before, but I really want to get, delve into the key components of this book. You have so many years of experience as the former UPS store president and many, many other things that you've done as well. So I think it's going to be a really good opportunity for you to share all your wisdom and how people People can maximize and have uh, and become a bounce leader
1: well thank you James and I look forward to discussing it it was a labor of love putting it together
0: <laughs> well give us just just a couple second a couple sentence of your backstory because we they can my my listeners can definitely go back and listen to that previous show in fact I'll link them together just give us just a couple seconds backstory of you and how you started from the ground up and became the former president of the UPS store
1: well, thank you. Uh, just quickly, I uh, started working for UPS as a part-timer in 1976, June 15th to be exact. And uh, the story goes, my dad, rest his soul, said one of my sons is going to college. He looked at me and said, you're the oldest, it's you. And But unfortunately, we don't have a lot of money. So UPS <laughs> provided me that opportunity with, with a part-time job, and I worked my way through school at St. John's University. Uh, I was at the Staten Island campus, which was a commuter college, so I was able to go to school during the day, and work at UPS at night. Uh, the second, uh, I think, thing that's significant is UPS had a promotion from within policy, and so I was the recipient of that policy and worked my way up. And my dad told me two things that we, you and I, talked about in the first uh, conversation, and that's uh, when I went, you know, I was going for the interview, and he said to me two things. He said, number one, whatever they ask you to do, say yes and thank you, <laughs> and then learn your job and then learn some more. So as I was growing and moving my way through the organization even when I felt I wasn't ready or was nervous about a new opportunity, I always thought about what my dad said, mm-hmm. you know, whatever they say, whatever they ask you to do, say yes and thank you. And so I said, okay, let's do this. And and UPS also taught me something that I believe is an important principle that I use going forward. I think all leaders should think about regardless of the role they play as a leader. And that's that there are going to be times when you have to believe in your people, when they're not ready to believe in themselves. So mm. you believe in your people until they're ready to believe in themselves. And so there were times when UPS believed in Rocky Romanello well before Rocky Romanello believed in, in himself. And so you bridge that that confidence gap and then that person begins to have successes, feel good about themselves, and then from that point forward can start to drive the success through their confidence. But that early day, those early days are difficult, right? Because you've never sure. done them before. You're not mm-hmm. sure you can do them. And so leaders believe in their people until they're ready to believe in themselves. And so that career uh, spanned 36 years, got many opportunities inside of the UPS, some unique opportunities, and and was and uh, took advantage of them. And uh, like I said before, it was all based on my dad whispering in my ear. Left, retired from UPS, took on a role as a CEO of a telecom company, and uh, we built cell towers, upgraded cell towers, those wow. kinds of things. So we had a sale there to private equity. And I retired uh, again, I guess, and then uh, started this company, Three Sixty Management Services. Someone asked me the other day, you know, when you think about the successes you've had, can you think of, can you talk a little bit about some of the failures? And. I keep telling people, yeah, I'm really failing at this retirement. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is I'm right. I'm not really sure I can do it. It's about the second or third time, so I'm not really sure how that works. <laughs> I wasn't as prepared as I thought,
0: James. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I actually think about that for myself because if I still see clients years in the future, I'm like, well, it's just it's just an hour. I can see them for an hour, you know. And, yeah, but that's, right. that's not retirement. So it, it is definitely for someone in my age who's, who's kind of thought about that. I'm like, oh, I, don't know. I think I'll probably struggle with that as well.
1: Well, I'll tell you a bad. I'll tell you a quick bad plan. That bad plan is the first day you're retired, you get up and you look at your wife and you say, so what are we doing today, hon? And that look of, I don't know what you're doing, but I know what I'm doing and you're not part of it. I'm like, okay,
0: I got this. <laughs> That's not
1: a good plan. I can tell you that
0: right now. That is hysterical. It's funny. You know, when I was hearing you talk just now, one of the things I really appreciate about your leadership style- and I, I heard it before, but I really heard it just now as you were talking about really believing in your employees, is you come from, your, your leadership style, it comes from a place of benevolence. It comes from a place of truly looking at the individual and seeing the potential in them, and you give them a platform on which they can thrive because it's not so structured or regimented in a way that causes them to come from fear, or come from a place of fear. In other words, a lot of times, corporations or individuals will kind of lay the law of the, of the land down, and that can be very overwhelming for people. So yes, you have expectations, but you also allow them and nurture them to grow in a way where they can truly thrive, which I think is, is a wonderful, powerful way to really express your leadership style.
1: Well, I appreciate you recognizing that. And I think it really starts with two, a couple things, one of which is that ability to realize that it's not about you, right? mm-hmm. It's not about me as the leader or whoever that leader is, it's about their people. And, you know, I think sometimes people feel like, you know, as a leader, I, I cannot show vulnerability. I think it's the opposite. People want to see that you're a regular person, mm-hmm. that we, we're all good people trying to do the best job we can you know, as a CEO, for example, my role is different. It's not that I'm better than them or, you know, I'm smarter than they are. In fact, it could be the opposite. They could be much smarter than I am. But, but my role is is to be the leader and to support them and to and to help our people see the vision of what we're trying to accomplish as a company and help them inside of that vision accomplish their goals dreams and aspirations well there's going to be some vulnerability that's when you sit and say well okay what do you think we should do let's do this together i don't always have to be the person
0: Mm -hmm.
1: who develops the idea or comes up with with the next Great thing to do, yeah. and I would always say to people when they would, you know, I would say to them when you saw a manager or a leader who was just driving way too much and it was driving their people and it was driving the results, but but frankly they were driving our people crazy, right? Because they never felt like they could. <laughs> so there's a lot of driving going on, but I'm not I'm do it in a wrong direction, in the wrong direction. And I would say to them, all well, I would say to them, a simple question would be, hey, do you ever notice that doesn't it frustrate you that you know, you sit you sit there sometimes and say, why am I the person that's always thinking of the ideas? I need people to bring me ideas. Yeah, and they would say to you, yeah, you're right. It drives me crazy, and you, and you say, well, well, take a second to think about it. Nobody's bringing you any ideas, because every time they bring you an idea, you, you tell them, okay, great, but we're gonna do it this way. Mm. Or, hey, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, You have to be open so that people wanna bring you ideas. You gotta be user-friendly, you know what I mean? If you're not user-friendly as a leader, no one's bringing you an idea. That's a really good point. So I, I think that's and so once you you know kind of can show that vulnerability that you had those moments that you've had those fears, then and, and people are willing to open up to, and then then the dialogue begins. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? What help do you need? I think these are things we need to work on. So I think it starts with you you being vulnerable and and showing people that you care and that you're willing to be vulnerable. And I think the second thing is you know. People watch what you do, right? It's everything you do speaks. And and in those difficult moments, do I give you the lifeline? Do I help you out? Or am I the pile on person? If I'm the pile on person, I've lost a great opportunity to show you that I care and that I I appreciate the things you're doing and I'm here to help. I could say I'm here to help James, but on the moment that you need help, I'm not there, I, I probably, I'm not sincere about what really want to help mm-hmm. you.
0: So it's that authentic congruency that we talked about before in the previous episode. People want to see you care. Yes. Yeah, they really do. They, they really do. You know, I, what was it? Maya Angelou said, people may not remember what you do, but they'll remember how you make them feel. And it's such a powerful, true statement because that's, that's the reality of it. Every time you come into your office, if your staff are angry with you or resentful or have all these negative feelings, well, then there's not, they're not going to be productive at all. And you've created a rift between management and between the employees.
1: That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
0: You were talking about choices, you know, it was be, to be a very powerful, balanced leader. You talk about the choices that one must make. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Well, I think w- when you're, you're presented with a situation and as a balanced leader, you know, your choices are, do I consider those three key constituents in my decision-making process? You know, do I th- do I consider the customer and do I look at it from their perspective? Would a customer mm-hmm. think this is a good idea? Would a customer think, you know, think about it from your perspective you know, as you're sitting there with, with an individual and you're helping them through a difficult situation, it may be crystal clear to you what they need to do and what they need to work <laughs> yes. on. But but from their perspective, it's it's clear as mud. And so and so you could continue to say to them, I ca- can't you see this, or why don't you look at it this way? But but I think what makes you so good is that you kind of kind of move from behind the desk or move behind us from that situation and move to their side and say, Okay, I can see where the disconnect can be. And you change your approach then. So mm-hmm. it's your ability to consider the customer and you know and, and how they may see things and what keeps them up awake at night is what's important, not what keeps you up awake at night. And then I think it's your people. You know, what are the things that we're going to do and what role do they play? I mean, do I view my people in my organization as part of the problem or do I do I view them as part of the solution? And if I view them as part of the solution, then I need to make sure that they're educated, they understand what we 're trying to accomplish, what role they play, what are the tools they need and Finally, you know you know do you look at it from the stakeholders or share owners or the people that that you know have invested in your company? you know do you look at it from that perspective as well? you know can we make money, and is it do we make you know money because we do the right things it's sustainable it's not a one time thing and mm-hmm. so for me this concept of being in balance and looking at things holistically I and mean, i think when I, when I think about you and, when, and the things i think you do so well is that you look at you look at a problem from a holistic perspective it's not only maybe the the mental situation you're looking at but you're looking at the physical mm-hmm. the, you know are they eating healthy or are, are they good people or are they doing the right things how do what roles do they play in society do they feel good about themselves you know, it's that holistic approach that you take, that's it's mind, body, spirit, soul, it's all those things that you take into consideration when you're making your decision that makes it a balanced decision. So in some way, you know, many ways, you and I, you know, maybe frame it differently, but we're both looking at balance, that you're yes. looking at all, all the constituents, you're looking at all the things that make a good decision, and I think that's that holistic approach that I appreciate and respect so much on what you do from your side. And on the business side, I'm trying to do those same things by making sure that the customers, the people and the stakeholders and shareholders are represented in the decisions. Now, as you know, you know, depending on the problem, one may take a lead, right? It mm-hmm. may be if it's a, sure. a physical problem or, you know, or a mental problem or a different situation. Same with it, maybe if it's a if it's a revenue problem, the customer may take the lead, but our people still have to execute the plan and our and we still have to be profitable. And so the lead may change slightly but the, all three are in balance and all three are in the context of the
0: solution. Well, that's amazing that you say that because as you were talking, I was thinking, well, that's that's very balanced. That's very holistic. What, what a great approach. And <laughs> the fact that you likened it to, to my show as well, it, it's true, I think... When people can look at it from a very holistic standpoint, that's where the value comes in. That's where the balance comes in, where it's not going to be top heavy or it's going to be bottom heavy and it's going to eventually fail. So it's, it's such an amazing way that you really approach a situation. I love the fact that you can put yourself in other people's shoes. It comes from a place of empathy, comes from a place of just use your experience. Because as we know from a business standpoint, the users are the one who drives the business, drives the, the profit but you do it in a way that is authentic. And I guess it goes back to what we talked about before, about you being an authentic leader in the previous episode. But I think it's such a wonderful, powerful way that you really get your message across, really get your business plan across, really allow for your business to grow, not only employees, but also the customers as well and help their experience, which is a win-win for everybody.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. And I think the approach works, you know, and that's the part about the book that I, as I wrote the book, I, I, you know, you kind of get yourself categorized if you're not careful. And for me, you know, while I, I clearly understand it would be on the shelves as a business book, it's really a leadership book. And leadership for me is more than just a CEO or a president or mm-hmm. a manager to me you know leaders are people who influence others that are mentoring people that that give people that vision to see more in in themselves potentially and grow and develop and so leaders leaders are more than just a title and so for example you know, for me, you know, the greatest title I've ever had in in, in for, over 41 years of business is the one I currently have, which is grandpa. I mean, it's not a better title than grandpa, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, we have, uh, you know, Nico is my grandson and Penelope Rose, my granddaughter. And we just found out we have two more on the way. Oh, and that's he,
0: amazing. Congratulations. Yeah.
1: So how great <laughs> is that? Great, so, yeah. Uh, you know, and here I am. I mean, people are thinking, you're, you're sat in a board meeting and you're sitting there and you're, and you're, you know, making these key decisions and here I am, if they saw me now, I'm, I'm running around dancing to the hot dog I'm with Mickey Mouse and Nico. So, I mean, it's just it, it, don't, 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 don't get yourself too caught up on who you are, because at the end of the day, it's all about being a good, good person, to your point. Mm-hmm. But, the, but what I was saying is that if you think about it, right, leaders are, I mean, some of the greatest leaders in the world are teachers. I tell people yes. all the time, if I asked you who your congressman or congresswoman was or state senator, you may not know that. But if I said to you, who's that teacher that made a difference in mm-hmm. your life? Everybody stops, tilts their head, and says, "Oh, sixth grade, Mr. So and So or yeah. Mrs. So and So." So, so in my mind, teachers are some of the greatest leaders. And so, as I wrote the book, I, I, I thought about all those individuals out there who sometimes don't give themselves a the credit, but are leaders, are mentors, are people that make it different other people in other people's lives. Baseball coaches, literally coaches, you know, all those kinds of influ- influencers out there. And so, the book really talks a lot about that that leadership and and I wrote it in a third person because I never liked being that person. I said, well, I would do this or I would do that. <laughs> I understand <So> that. <laughs> it was always easier for me to say, hey, what would Joe Scafone do? If Joe <laughs> Scafone's the character in a book. and so I'm, I'm, I hope as people go through the book and as they read the book, Tighten the Lug Nuts, they see that there are places in there that even though they may not be in a pure business setting, they can take that step back and say, wow, I can see how that 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 I can be an influencer, or I could use that in my approach, and that would that alone would be uh, just a, a wonderful outcome of the book.
0: Yes, definitely. You know, even when I think about this overall, just the whole concept of being a balanced leader. I mean, you just think about that. And if you are incredibly powerful in your in your position, but then you don't have spend time with your family, or you don't eat healthily, or you don't exercise, well, then you're not really balanced. You're only you're only Once again, it goes back to being top-heavy in other places I said earlier. It's the same type of thing. So you really, once again, come from this holistic approach of how do you live your life in all areas where you can be that leader even outside of whatever your job title may be. You're a leader in your home. You're a leader in your friend group. You're a leader uh, at the grocery store. You're a leader at a restaurant. All those different types of things help people live a holistic, balanced life, which helps them be even more of a powerful leader and a world-changer.
1: Oh absolutely and you know the leader doesn't always have to be the most vocal person mm-hmm. it could be that informal leader it could be that person who quietly you know does the right thing you know like my dad used to say you know it's what you do when no one's watching that yeah. counts i mean think about that individual you know who does you know who does that thing when no one's watching i mean if you think about it i mean you know, we've just had you know you had the tragedy in Las Vegas, you had mm-hmm. the tragedy in Orlando last year, and yes, tragedies all around us. But yeah. in those tragedies, you really see those those acts of kindness that yes. come forward, and in and in a, in a, the human spirit is is amazing. And it's in those difficult times that you really see the greatness of individuals. And 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 while it's it's wonderful to see in tragedy, and you, and you pray that those tragedies will never happen again. I also think on a daily basis we have those opportunities for those simple acts of kindness. Yes. And it may not be, you know, in, in that in that larger setting like that or or in a very difficult situation that so, you know, broadly we, we can see. I think it's those simple acts of kindness. It's the hello, it's the thank you. It's mm-hmm. seeing that person is having a difficult day and and, and you kind of extend that hand or that gesture of, hey, is there anything I can do to help? Or how's things going? Or just listen or that simple ear. Those are the things that to me, I think, you know, as in business and in life, I mean, it's those simple acts of kindness that I think that are so that are so important. And, you know, they instill, you know, they instill confidence for, in people, you know, they and they lend that helping hand. And I think if we can get back to doing more and more of those kinds of things. I just think it just makes the world a much better place.
0: It certainly does, that, that act of compassion. or Really, it's more, I think, just validating. When you validate someone as a powerful human being, a beautiful human being, a wonderful person, regardless of what they're experiencing, just this simple validation or affirmation of, hey, I recognize you. I recognize you're struggling. I, I think that's probably one of the most powerful things, just like you said, that anybody a gift that anybody can give another person, that recognition.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. And all of us, I mean, and that's the part that I find so disappointing, and but also so powerful, right? The disappointing mm-hmm. part is that we all have those people in our lives that, you know, you know, gave us that simple, you know, conversation or put their arm around us at some point and and helped us out or gave us the lifesaver that helped us through the whole through that difficult moment. And so you would think that we all have those examples in our lives, you know, and, and so you you think people would be more, you know, we would want to do those things for other people and That's it right. doesn't always seem that way. And I, I feel like, you know, look, you know, it's a, it doesn't take a lot, it doesn't take a lot of energy, doesn't take a lot of your time to be polite, respectful, and, and provide those simple acts of kindness. And I think that, that goes such a long way. So I, I agree nice. with you. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, the, it's the human spirit on a daily basis, I think, is, is the way I would put it.
0: Yes, and I think that's a great challenge for all of us to be a more authentic leader, to be a more compassionate person, to really validate the people and go outside of our own internal life and really validate the people around us, to just give them that opportunity to say, I recognize you and you are important to me. I
1: agree. No, I agree. I agree.
0: Rocky, it has been such a pleasure having you on my show again. You're always welcome back anytime you like to come back. So, if my listeners would like to purchase your book, Tighten the Lug Nuts, The Principles of Balanced Leadership, where would they purchase this book?
1: So, you can go to our website, number 3 and the word sixty, S I X T Y, Management com. There's a place there where you can learn more about us, but more importantly, you can purchase the book, of course, on Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble. The books can be purchased. We are now a, on Pinterest, and I'm um, starting to get into the uh, technology world. My, kids, I
0: see. I've actually seen you on Twitter. Oh my God, it's crazy! I posted some of the things about you. Oh, Twitter. my kids
1: are going nuts. They're like, Dad, you got to, you know, you got to get rid of an AOL account and get a Gmail account first of all, <laughs> like that kind of. But uh, no, I mean, we're on Pinterest now. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on LinkedIn, and we're on all the social media channels. So we're trying to be respectful. And not be, you know, not, you know, because you can go too much and you can, oh, you can know, do yeah. so much stuff on all the social medias. But uh, no, I appreciate you uh, getting that message out there for us. And uh, and then, you know, the other thing, James, I'd love to do is I get quite a few messages on our uh, on our webpage and people asking questions. So if you have a question, oh, okay. or, or I've certainly, or if they send you a question and say, hey, I'd love to ask Rocky this question, you can send me over the email. I'd love to, look, if I can help in any way, how great would that be?
0: Ah, oh, that's phenomenal. Yes. Well, Rocky, thank you so much. And what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to put your book Tighten the Lugnets, The Principles of Balanced Leadership in my store on jamesmillerlifeology.com. So if they're not, if my listeners aren't able to find it any other place, just simply go to my website. Once again, jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can buy Rocky's book there. Rocky Romanella, thank you so much for being a guest on my show again today. I really appreciate your time. Well,
1: I appreciate that. And uh, I would ask your listeners for one more thing. Hey, everybody, every person I meet and they're looking for a great podcast, I always tell them to listen to yours. When you're out there, folks, if you someone asks you if there's a great podcast, you got to talk to them about James.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Rick. I really appreciate that. All right. Stay well, my friend. Be safe. Talk to you soon.